today's topic is building the perfect business for my lifestyle. I'm Louise here with Diane today and hello we wanted to talk about this because it's a hot topic at the moment isn't it trying to get that work-life balance um so Diane how's your work-life balance um well I think my work-life balance is actually pretty good because it's something that I really focus on so you know it's always been important to me but there are times when it wasn't there and I've probably learned a lot of lessons along the way which is why I wanted it to be the topic of conversation for today's podcast how about you Louise how's your work-life balance right now don't ask <laughs> I, I have a world of work and a lot of life and I kind of wonder how it all fits in like it's it's I think a lot of people find this and I, I was telling you the story earlier at two o'clock yesterday I'd done the majority of the work I had to do and I was like I really should have a nap because by the time the kids school I've got finished school I've got the hair car I've got the piano lesson I've got this and if I don't have a nap then I'm not going to get it done so I see people that are working full time and having kids and I take my somehow off to them there's a lot of exhausted people out there that's the truth of it yes and I believe you were telling me about an article on this yeah it was an article by um a blogger called the mother pucker <laughs> say that very exactly. carefully um and somebody else told me about it um yesterday and um, read it read a bit out to me and it gave me chills because it was basically that there is I think there's probably a couple of generations now of exhausted women out there that, who, were, who were brought up to believe and quite rightly that they could kill it in the workplace, but also have a family and have an amazing home and, you know, all clean and wonderful as well. And actually, it's really flipping hard. So um, yeah, we're, we're all exhausted. Um, it doesn't just apply to women. You know, it applies to families, I think, doesn't it? Um, and when, when we were sort of prepping for this this podcast you mentioned something about we help others with their homes in our cleaning businesses um but at what sacrifice uh, to to our own um to our own work-life balance and that's the problem isn't it we are the solution so as domestic cleaners we go in we are the solution you know we're the unsung heroes we're the angels the cleaning angels you hear it time and time again people love us because we solve their problem they we give them time back but at what cost to ourselves? And, um, you know, if you, if you can work, you know, six hours a day cleaning, that's great. But then have you got the energy to do your own home? I've got to say, my staff are telling me, and I used to when I was younger, I, just, I can't do it now. I'm only in my 30s and I don't have the energy to do a full day's cleaning anymore and then go home and do my own. I think it's the mental energy. I get to the full end of the full day and I go, no, thanks, because I know that I've got to do another full day tomorrow and it hurts definitely and it's it's really hard to sort of have those boundaries and figure out where work ends where home begins and and why you're doing it all as well because that's sometimes um an issue isn't it and sometimes we're, we're set out on the our business journeys if you like and it's all about well I'm going to create something amazing for my family but five years down the line your kids have got older and yeah it's been it's been tough for them as well as for you yeah. And I think this goes back. So if we start at the very beginning and we look at why people set up businesses. So there's quite a few reasons why people set up. So um, they set up because they hated their boss, maybe. And they go, oh, do you know, I want to work for myself. I'm sick of working for them. They were unreasonable and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you must have heard this, Diane. Yeah. Yeah. You, you leave your job because your boss is an idiot and you end up working for yourself as a complete slave driver. Yeah. <laughs> an idiot at times as well. Yeah. Well, you don't work for yourself. It's strange. When you give up working for someone else, you end up working for your customers. And then when you take on staff, you end up working for your staff. And 
yeah it's yeah I sometimes I think give me the idiot boss back because at least I can say no (laughs) absolutely yeah no I completely agree and also you know we we start these businesses and and a lot of us have started our our cleaning business because it fits around our family and you know it's it's convenient from that point of view and of course you know you can make a good living but somehow as you grow it doesn't fit anymore it's quite strange, isn't it? Because I know that I started my business when I had young children. They were really little. I was pregnant twice, actually, during during, during running a cleaning business. And you do it because you've got the freedom to work. You know, when I first had my daughter, she was less than six months and I was working four half days a week. Well, then the reality was she ended up being in full-time nursery and I was working full-time to pay for her to be a nursery so that, what well, I could spend weekends, but I was too tired by weekends to spend it with her. And I had to take a big step back and go, what am I doing? And actually, when I took that big step back, I went, no, I'm doing this for a reason. I knew the numbers. I had a business plan. I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. And it's, you know, and I suffered, but I got there in the end. But I don't know if everyone does the same. Sometimes it feels like just an endless slog. Yeah, and I think I have a, I have a lot of conversations with cleaning business owners and through the DCBN, and yet so many conversations are about work life balance. And you know, I, I'm always really quite sort of firm about this, or you know, quite blunt, I suppose, in that it's not worth it. You've got to make sure that your business serves you, um, and if it doesn't, you've got to make changes. And when you say it's not worth it, what, what do you mean it's not worth it? Give me some examples. I don't think it's worth sacrificing everything along the way for your business. I think that too many, um, too many of us are people pleasers. We've talked about this on previous podcasts, haven't we? You know, like you said, you're serving your customers, you're serving your staff, but you're not serving yourself. Um, and yeah, your kids will grow up without you. <laughs> if you're at work, your kids, and it's, I'm probably being a bit dramatic, but that's the truth of what can happen. Okay, so what you're saying is you actively promote that people should work less hours to have family time? Well, I think you, you just need to set boundaries, but you also need, you know, this podcast is about building the perfect business for your lifestyle. So it starts with what lifestyle do you want? And that's what you build the business around, not vice versa. So I'm going to be devil's advocate here, right? And there's a quote, and you probably know this better than me. I should really pull it up. But the quote is, to be an entrepreneur, you live a few years of your life like no one else would to live the rest of your life like no one else would. So surely there is that in the back of everyone's mind. that Actually, if I put in a few years of hard graft, I'm going to have this super business. And yes, I sacrifice two, three years. And then I get all this free time with my kids. I'm never going to have to work again is kind of the ideal, isn't it? Are you saying that's not real? I get that and there's merit to it. But what I see happening is that three years turns into five, turns into six, turns into seven. And sometimes those years are repeated because people aren't focused or maybe they get they think, OK, I'm, this isn't working. I'm going to go down this alleyway and try this. And then, that, no, that doesn't work. I'll come back. So I, I just feel that you need yeah you need you need a plan you need a three-year plan and this is what I'm focusing on you've got to enjoy it the three years as well yep. yeah yeah you, know, you know I'm you know I'm I'm in my late 50s there's one thing I've learned is that life it can be short and you need to enjoy what you're doing otherwise and what, don't... About, 
what about people that say, well, I just love work. That gives me a sense of satisfaction and a sense of success. That's what makes me feel good about myself. And can I just say, I have done this where I have worked and I've achieved phenomenal success in, in various parts of my career. And work rarely comes with friends though. No. Have you noticed that? The more you work, the more success you have. And suddenly you look up and you go, yes, no one cares. Nobody there to applaud. And that's pretty sad, isn't it? And, and, you know, and uh, I used to work for a really big business coaching organisation before I started my cleaning business. And we would have conversations with business owners in all sorts of different industries. It's not just the cleaning industry where they had, you know, they were divorced. They, you know, their kids had grown up and they'd not been around. And it's not, and they were, they were definitely saying it wasn't worth it. Yeah, they might, I mean, they might be a millionaire. But there's no point being a millionaire if you've got nobody around there to say well done. And there's there's more to work life balance than that as well. So we've talked about love and friends and obviously having your family around. What about health? Because I think the cleaning industry is quite, I say unique, obviously there's lots of other manual labour industries, but it is quite a manual labour industry. And we talk about business owners and, and definitely this podcast is aimed at business owners but the reality is, as business owners, we don't just sit there at a desk. Um, we're out cleaning. And, you know, if someone goes off sick, we, you and I have both done it. We've been out there cleaning. Um, we do have a bit of physical tax on our bodies. There is there's health that goes on in this work-life balance as well, isn't there? Yeah. And I think there's, you know, there's, there, there are benefits to being out there cleaning because it's, you know, you get paid to go to the gym, don't you? But long term, yeah, it has a, a takes a physical toll. So that's got to definitely be part of it because yeah you only get one body <laughs> yeah how are you still doing yoga diane uh, no but i'm swimming twice a day ah <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i had to drop love that one <laughs> love my swimming yeah oh. sneaky, sneaky swim at lunchtime no apologies <laughs> um so this is the hard thing isn't it like i normally say to my staff you don't have to have a gym membership if you're doing this when we talk about health um and sort of keeping a general level of fitness what do you think the ideal sort of work-life balance is there? Um, in what way? So if you had a desk job, you'd go, oh, do you know, get up at 6.30 in the morning, do a half an hour workout. If you can get a spinning class in, uh, that would be great. Um, and that's what a lot of people aspire to an hour in the gym. But it's a little bit different when you're cleaning because you are working out. We are burning off those calories, uh, but a lot of it is repetitive injury. So... I definitely found that for me, actually, having a good health balance, uh, if I can, and I know we've talked about this before, but if I can, I have a massage once a month. When I say if I can, it's booked into my diary, actually. So I totally do. But actually, it takes a, it takes wear and tear on our body. And then to go onto the gym. And I know that when I was cleaning, you know, the 30 hours plus, I was also marathon training. I was also competitively climbing. I mean, it's great if you're going to do all these things, but now I'm going, oh gosh, my joints. So it's... I think, yeah, something like a massage is a great idea because it's 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 mental health as well, isn't it? Because you you have to stop. You have to relax. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with this. Where is the line? Because I think if you work too much, you are going to have wear and tear injuries. And if you don't work enough, then you need to go to the gym to kind of keep the fitness so it's where where do you have the balance and and actually it you need to do strength training in order because cleaning isn't all it doesn't give you a lot of strength and it's hard isn't it yeah but you know if you've got kids there's always physical stuff you can do with them aren't there and then that 
kills two birds with one stone, so to speak. <laughs> so, so a topic you might like a bit more in work-life balance, sleep. Yeah. Which we're in a heat wave at the moment. People are struggling. Struggling, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we know that if you're not sleeping, then that causes stress hormones and actually that can make your working day harder because you're going to be more stressed if you haven't slept enough. So, yeah, there's definitely a connection there as well. Yeah. And I think there's more of these topics and, and there's lots more you can do to get a better work life balance. But the reality is, and you and I both talk to people all day, we can cover these. You can give all the advice, but, you know, people don't do it. Why aren't people? Because they know the stuff. They know what to do. Why are they not doing it? I think sometimes there's, there's a lack of accountability, um, but also I think there's just a lack of focus on what they actually want. Um, you know, yeah, you talk about this work three years of your life like nobody else is prepared to to have the life that nobody else um, will get or whatever the phrase is. Um, <laughs> um, but, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up for next time. But actually, no, and that's that's great, but only if you're going to be having some work-life balance during that three years otherwise you get to the end of the three years and like you said there's nobody there to applaud you did it but there's the you, you sacrificed everything um and also it's knowing what that success looks like I think is really important because we can all get just you know and entrepreneurs are notorious to getting distracted by shiny penny syndrome you know oh the new thing you know whether it's you know oh my domestic cleaning business isn't isn't serving me so I'll try commercial cleaning um, I've tried that. That didn't work because obviously no work life balance because I'm getting up at 5 a.m. and working till midnight. So, you know, you've got to sort of you've got to really focus. But it starts by deciding what that business might look like. Will that serve the lifestyle that you want? And then that's what you focus on. And when you say decide what it will look like or might look like, what I'm loving in the domestic industry is actually there's lots of examples of people now, like I've said before, I struggled to have anyone to aspire to be or to look up to or to go, oh, they've done it. I want to do that or to compete with whatever you want to do. I think there's more and more examples, particularly within the DCBN. There's some real success stories, aren't there? Yeah. And you've got to be careful in any business. Who are you modeling yourself on? Who, what are, who are the people you're surrounding yourself with? And yeah, we've got some amazing examples in the DCPN and I won't mention names, but, you know, one of our members has literally just been on holiday with her kids and it's just wonderful to see her. But her business is working while she's away, you know, so things like that. That's a model that I would want to, to, to look at and go, I want that business. I don't want the business where, you know, I'm working 60 hours a week and I can't go on holiday. I want both. But the reality is, and this is where you need to speak to these people, you can't just look at, oh, I've achieved this and I've achieved that. This particular person, I mean, I was speaking to her 18 months ago and she was burnt out because she was working, you know, how do I get off the tools? I mean, and what you see is this brilliant transition. But this is where when you aspire to be someone, don't just look at where they are now. Have the chat. How did you get there? How did you get there? And what did you do to get there? Because that's what you need to model. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need to model those steps. Like it's all very well that she's on holiday with her kids. But if you go on holiday with your kids, you aren't going to get where she is. No, exactly. No, you've got to know what to put in place. And she had to make a lot of changes in her business in order to be able to do that. And everybody who has that kind of success has had to work on their business and really. But she had to make the decision first and know what she wanted. 
Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't always talk about actually the sheer amount of graft. I don't really like that word, but hard work that goes into success. And I don't know of any cleaning business owners. And I see an awful lot in both domestic and commercial and what they've achieved is fantastic and they can do these wonderful holidays and they're buying brand new cars and they're investing and they're getting new houses and that's wonderful but every one of them that I talk to will tell you of the years not weeks not months but years and obviously we've been on a lot of the journeys with them and you message them and they don't get back to you for five days going I can't cope like I'm working 16 hour days and I don't know of any that haven't had to do that and that's so this yeah. is the point but then I see people that are working those kind of hours but yet not getting the results and I guess the difference is the plan and the focus there is no point in doing that work but the reality is if you want those results yes you do have to put in that work in this industry it, it becomes work for work's sake and I think that's where the challenge comes um and you know I I posted on um, my personal page um, a picture because I went for a swim at lunchtime and loads of my friends commented and it was lovely but one of my former team members actually commented and went you worked really hard for that really enjoy it and that was wonderful she worked for me for years um, and she's she's moved into a completely different industry now but that was really nice because actually she knows that I decided that's what I wanted in 2008 and I worked hard to get it, but I always had a plan and I was always focused, but I also, I also enjoyed myself along the way. Yeah, but you have to enjoy work as well, because there are times when you're working and people go, some people hate it and some people go, it's not really work. Like I did last week, I was working, I stayed with my mum and I was working with my mum. Well, I wasn't working with her, I was working from her house and I, I was sat there and she was like pottering around me. I was like, I am working, mum. She was like, it doesn't look like you're working. I'm like, it's because you don't recognise it as work. It's a different world now. It's still work. Just because yeah. I'm replying to emails and things, it's still work. Yeah. And, and on the whole, you know, I enjoy most of what I do in my businesses. Some days, some days I can't, I don't, but most of it I do enjoy and I'm very fortunate. But there were definitely days in the last 15 years or so that I did not enjoy, um, but I knew why I was doing it. But they say what makes you happy in a job is what is it pa power sort of autonomy so the power to pick your own day what's the word for that there is a word for this where you've got control over what's happening choice, isn't it? yeah it's choice there is a word and it's evading me for right now um but actually when you run your own business you do have that ability to choose don't you you have control over what happens in your day to a certain extent you have autonomy over what happens if you choose not to go into work that day that is entirely your choice no one's going to tell you off if you, you know, choose you can kind of hide in your own business but if you do that too often then what you originally decided that you wanted when you started the business won't actually happen so yeah it's a, a bit of a double-edged thing you get freedom but you also get freedom to not achieve things as well and she, so I was reading a book recently, which had some scientific studies in it. And there used to be this thought that managers at the top. So if we talk 50, 60 years ago, managers at the top um, from a health perspective struggled more and they had more heart attacks. Actually, when they looked at it, it's the people at the lower end of society that were much more likely to have a heart attack. And what they're realizing is it's the people at the top that have that choice that actually are much, much healthier because they have the control in order to do that so you know running your own business it can't it can't be anything other than good for you it's got to be good running your own business having the choice on your day and if the business doesn't work out yeah okay it's your own fault but you know you can do something about it 
yeah you've actually got that so we talked about modeling so you know are there any people out there that are becoming super rich in domestic having a domestic cleaning business is that are you diane no, no, I'm not. I don't think I've seen any millionaires yet in the domestic. What, what's super rich? What's super rich? Because this is a bit of a, you know, what's it? Give me, give me the question in more detail. What's some data, and I'll answer we, it. We, we see stuff out there, don't we? You know, and, and it's usually social media where obviously you're not necessarily seeing the whole picture, but you'll see sort of numbers being banded around, where you sort of seven figures and this sort of thing. And it's yeah, I wonder whether are there millionaires out there in the domestic cleaning industry in the UK? I'm not sure there are yet. I haven't seen any proof of it yet. And when we say millionaires, again, it's is it a turnover or is it profit? I've not seen any domestic cleaning businesses that are turning over a million pounds yet. No, me neither. But if you are and you're listening to this podcast, come and prove us wrong and then come and be a guest and tell us how you did it. So um, (laughs) are there any turning over a million pounds? No, there are some commercial ones that are definitely. I'm not much more than that much much more than that uh, but domestic they seem to be struggling a little bit and when it comes to are you personally taking home a million pounds I, I mean there must be people out there there must be yeah well tell us if you are or you know somebody who is that that would we'd love to learn from them because you know modeling <laughs> that's what you want to do find out how they did it and do you know what I would love to ask which I kind of know the answer to so I'm going to ask you what should I expect to make in like say five years in business what would I expect to be taking home I don't think I don't think I can answer that question because that would depend on what business you want so we talked about this is about building a business that suits your lifestyle Mm. you know what do you want do you want to work five do you want to work seven days a week or do you want to work I want Diane I want to take home 100k right (laughs) and what I'm prepared to do for that I would like to work um five days a week nine till five I just want to work five days a week nine till five and take home 100k in five years so what are you looking at in turnover then you're probably looking at a half a million pound turnover business aren't you what that running at uh that's the 20 percent profit margin isn't it yeah half a million oh yeah yeah then I guess I could do it couldn't I Get on. <laughs> yeah so that's possible in five years yeah I think so but it depends what you if, if that's what you want and you might want the 100k but do you want the the work that you need to put in to build the 500k business to get the 100k do you think I could do it working nine till five five days a week honestly do you think that's possible not straight away no I think as it grows, you might be able to do that. But if you really want to do that in five years from nothing, then from nothing. From so the first couple of years, I'm going to have to really. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, you know, in my experience, um, getting halfway there is was relative is relatively quick. But it's the next stage, isn't it? That's really tough. So getting to a 250k turnover. That's a couple of years, two, three years. Yeah awesome you have to put a lot in to do that okay and if I decide to work just school hours and stay just me why would you not I'd I'd then work you know you say school hours but does that mean no school holidays that's the perfect lifestyle business isn't it that would be the perfect lifestyle and this is the really interesting thing so I said 100k and you said I'd have to be turning over half a million 
let's assume I turn over 250,000, I'm taking home 50K, right? I'd have to have a fair few staff for that, I'm assuming. But if I worked on my own, I could probably make 50K on my own, couldn't I? Yeah. And this is where the lifestyle comes in, doesn't it? Like, do I run a business with staff, but actually then you, it's all about your management skill or you can have the perfect lifestyle just doing the work yourself and take home. Uh, I mean, I, I coached a, a solo cleaner and she stayed solo and um, we talked through some options and she only takes like five hour bookings, for instance. Um, and her pricing is really high, actually higher than most um, businesses with teams and she she has a fantastic lifestyle out of it and that's her choice she wanted to stay solo and earn a good income so there are ways of earning that 50k plus even as a solo cleaner you just have to know exactly who your target market is and be really good at cleaning and really good at selling I love that and actually you've then got the autonomy you can pick your day and if you decide to have a day off next Thursday actually you just don't take a booking and so the stress levels are quite low when you work for yourself aren't they and also one you know we're talking about work-life balance is as a solo cleaner often it's like oh I can't take a week off because my clients won't let me and I'm like you should be having at least six weeks holiday a year otherwise why would you you know you need to have that time off and your customers you can you can they will expect that they have holidays yeah, or just take it when they do, or give them advance notice. How many people have two weeks, the first two weeks of summer, I'm not coming in. And then, you know, if they don't then like it, they, they can book holiday at the same time. Week off at Easter, and then, you know, week off in October or September. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. People can miss their house cleaning. We're not just there to serve our customers. We're there to serve ourselves as well, aren't we? Yes, although if, like, I don't know about you, but in my early days, I didn't miss a single clean. Oh no, I, I get it. Yeah, we, we all want to be the best cleaning cleaning provider out there, but actually we need a life too. Oh, okay. So what can we conclude in today's episode? Work-life balance, it depends what you want and it's all about having a plan. If you have a plan, you're gonna get there, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And and actually work to your plan as well. You know, I mean, we talked about modeling and there are people out there that, you know, you can go to for help. And how did they get there, whether it's um, myself and Louise or other members in the DCBN or other people, you know, in the industry. But it's got to be your plan, not theirs. Don't build somebody else's dream. Build your own. Yeah. But it does help. I mean, I was speaking to someone the other day and they had six cleaners, a team of six, and those cleaners were all working one day a week. And I was like, please just swap, just have them working three or four days. And they lost some team members, but they ended up growing their business because they then only had three team members working three times as much. So yeah, just model it on whoever you want to. But if someone's good in this industry, they won't just tell you their way of doing it. They'll tell you lots of different ways. And I know you and I coach businesses where you go, well, I wouldn't do that, but will it work? Yes. And, and I think we're quite lucky that we speak to so many businesses and we see so many different models and we go, actually, we know there are quite a few different ways of making it work, but there's more that categorically won't work. Yeah. And that's, that's the key here is finding what works for you and, and, you know, we're lucky we get to see all the different ways that people run their businesses and we can learn from other people as well, can't we? But find people out there that are doing a little bit of what you want to do and model yourself on them, but make sure it's what you want. Love it. I love it. I hope we're all happy and we all have a lovely work-life balance and hopefully one day I'll have a swimming pool like yours.
Absolutely. And you'd be very welcome to come and join me in mine at some point when you come to France. Good. I will be. I will be, Diane. I, I'm going to turn up with a horde of kids with me as well. And I'll be like, I'll be in the UK. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Louise.